Hello and welcome to the Realvolve presentation here. Um, excited to have Krista Mayshore on with us today. She is a real estate coach extraordinaire. She is a fantastic team leader, fantastic real estate coach, a fantastic real estate agent, a fantastic mother. And um, so really excited to have Krista. She's one of my really good friends um, here in the industry. And I'm Dale, the COO of Realvolve. And um, we are really excited for this six-part series. So all these are mini series. This is just part one, and um, the other parts are going to be coming, so stay tuned. Um, we're going to be covering uh, how to program your business around the six parts of the sales cycle. So there's six stages of the sales cycle that Krista and her team has identified and teach real estate agents all around the country. And uh, so Krista, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Dale. I'm super excited about it, as always. You know, I respect you and I love Realvolve, so it's a great match. <laughs> yeah, and we've done several um, little series with you involved, and every time we put one of these together, people just ask for more, more, more. And so I just want to say right out of the gate, um, if anybody wants to look more at what Krista's doing, um, there's two things I'm going to recommend. Number one, stay to the end because uh, we're going to have a special promotion um, that involves some of Krista's training materials. So stay tuned. And the second thing you need to do is go look her up on Facebook right now. Um, even if you're not necessarily looking for a coach right now, you need to go look her up and follow her. She's got tons of killer content on Facebook. Um, she is the best at video marketing and Facebook marketing that I have ever seen. And not just in the real estate market. Um, she is just best in class there. And um, her students transform their business. I have the had the pleasure of going to several of her um, coaching events and rubbing shoulders with a lot of her students. We have a lot of mutual clients, and all of them are just killing it. Their businesses are growing. Their um, lifestyles are improving. It's just so much fun to be involved and, and to follow what Krista and her team are doing. So thanks, Krista. Um, let's get into um, the topic of today. So we're going to be covering those six, um, the six cycles or the six, six stages in the cycle. Um, and today we're talking about marketing, but why don't you just um, lay, lay it out for us? So what is this? Um, what are these six parts? How did you come up with this? Um, put it in context for us. Okay, well, first of all, you make, you make, you're making me blush. You were said so many nice things about me. Thank you. I really it's all true. I'm, under, I'm underwhelmingly um, explaining all of this stuff. Oh, that was nice. So basically many businesses fail, right? And as you know, in real estate, the life cycle of a real estate agent is very, very short. Um, and so the main, of the main reasons for that is because we aren't focusing on our entire sales cycle, meaning a lot of times people will focus on maybe lead generation, but they're not really good with follow-up or they'll focus on, you know, doing a great job during the transaction, but they're horrible about, you know, staying top of mind awareness. And so that's the reason why people fail. And so, I've identified the different life cycles of, of a sale, basically a sale, I call it the sales cycle. And now we're gonna basically break that down. And the, what's important about that is to recognize your strengths, your weaknesses, and then figuring out you know, where you're at in each phase of the sales cycle and identifying how you can improve. Yeah, I love that. So there's so many um, people in our industry that are really good at what they do, but they're still not, I mean, they're, they're still winging it. I mean, they don't necessarily follow a plan. It's difficult to improve when you're running your business that way because then you don't, um, I mean, it's just tough to identify the exact 
areas that you need to focus on, right? And so I love what you guys and your what your team has put together and how you guys deliver your coaching because it helps people stay accountable to a process that actually works. And your process um, has worked really, really well for your own business. So tell me, tell us a little bit about your real estate business. Yeah, so I've been in the industry for about 17 years um, and I've sold somewhere, give or take, around 2,000 homes personally. Uh, probably more give than take. <laughs> and um, I've, you know, my first year in the business, I sold 69 houses. And in my best year in the business, I sold 169 houses. And that wasn't with the team. It was with me, a transaction coordinator and um, a an assistant, a marketing assistant. And it was, you know, it was pretty crazy back then. I didn't have real balls. So it was, I was a hot mess, let's just say, back in the day when it was short sales, foreclosures, tasks, it was, it was rough. And um, yeah, I love what I do. I've, I've written a, a book, Sell 100 Homes a Year, also won uh, three clients in 30 days. Those just deal with real estate. Another book recently called Fire, uh, which is also a great book for real estate agents to read as well because it's, it talks much about marketing and, and, you know, getting yourself really, holding yourself accountable to do what you need to do to get more, to be more successful. So, yeah, I mean, love, love what I do. Um, I was previously a teacher before getting into real estate. And so past 18 months, I have um, launched my, my coaching company, Krista Mayshore Coaching, and we've helped probably, I'd say, around 400 agents across the country. Um, and we've, we've seen people, I mean, absolutely transform their business from going from selling one home a month to, to 10 and from selling, you know, $15,000 in one year to, to uh, 120000 We just recently had a one of our students say that they have a 500x their their uh, commission and their um their gross revenue since they've joined the program and you know it, it's a lot of work and it absolutely is not a get rich quick or a magic pill um you have to put in a lot we basically teach agents how to utilize digital marketing social media and technology uh to you to practice 21st century real estate strategies to really catapult their business and so it, it works for everyone whether you're new in the business you've been in the business for a long time we've got agents that are brand spanking new all the way to agents that are already top producers that know that they need to start utilizing different strategies in their business. All right. So let's get into the six steps of the sales cycle. Um, so what's, uh, what are the steps and what's step one? So the step one is marketing, right? Okay. So step one is marketing. It really, really starts there. Um, step two is lead generation. Then we've got lead nurture, which is the hardest, uh, hardest part for most agents. We show them how we can do it a little bit easier. Then followed by conversion and then fulfillment and delivery. And then the three R's, retain, refer, and resell. And what I love about this system is that, um, especially your your whole coaching program, it's very comprehensive. And so you're not only just recommending these concepts or these principles to your students, but you're also giving them the tactical execution, the step-by-step -step on how to do all these things. Um, what tools to use, what technology to use, how to get it all set up. Um, so it's just an amazing step-by-step -step how to make your business better. So let's talk with, um, or let's start with the step one, marketing. Yes, marketing. Okay. My, this is, you know, I've been called the queen of digital marketing for a long, long time. And the when the real estate market uh, crashed, I was doing uh, really, really well and then ended up selling a lot of short sales and foreclosures and um, worked with about 13 different banks and asset management companies around the country. And all of a sudden, one day, they all dried up. I went from selling, you know, 150-ish homes down to 12. And it was like, oh, my gosh, almost overnight. And I realized that I needed to start thinking about my business differently. And so I started researching how the Fortune 500 companies run their business and basically 
that's what um, that's what we're going to get into during this six part series. So, uh, you know, I've got slides. I don't know if you want me to share them or not, but um, I yeah, can sure. Talk. Okay, yeah, go so for it. I'll go ahead and share my my slides here, and I'm going to continue to go back and forth from from sharing the slides if, if that makes sense. So. First of all, in, in every phase of the, and you can take a screenshot of this because I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna do this together right now, but in every phase of the sales cycle, you really need to identify what your, you know, goals are for your for marketing. Right now we're focusing on marketing, what your current process is for marketing. And you need to identify three things that you can do differently to achieve those goals, or three things that you're doing really, really well and improve upon to continue to do good. Because we always tell people, don't focus on your weaknesses, focus on your strengths. However, most real estate agents have a really hard time with marketing. And then also, what is your timeline? So we'll go ahead and, and start right there. And then I'm gonna go ahead and stop the share and kind of go back, back to me. Let's get into mar to marketing. Now, the first thing that you need to do with marketing is you need to identify who your target audience is. Now, most of you are saying, Krista, that's easy, right? Like, there, it's everyone, people wanna buy and sell. I want you to think about something. It's not that that broad, all right? People are so afraid to niche and the, the riches are in the niches, right? The riches are in the niches, so to speak. And so many real estate agents and people in general are so afraid that if they just if they just pick one specific thing, that they're gonna lose out on everything else. And I really want you to get out of that mentality of thinking. Let me give you an example, okay? When I started um, realizing that I wanted to coach, I've been told just for years and years, you should be a coach, you know, blah, blah, blah. So one day I decided to go after my dreams. And this process that I'm showing you truly works for anyone. It can work for any local professional, right? Doctors, attorneys, lawyers, CPAs, accountants, everyone. And I could have gone after the whole entire broad market, but instead I decided to niche in just to real estate agents, right? Now we're actually adding lenders in as well because this absolutely works for lenders and they're, they're kind of joining. But if I would have gone after the whole world, right, I would most likely not be as successful as we are now. And we've brought this company, you know, within 18 months to just around $5 million of, of, of gross, uh, gross profits. Um, by utilizing the exact same strategies that I'm teaching you here. Now understand, these strategies are also the exact same strategies that I've used in my real estate business. So anything that I teach my students to do, I practice my, what I preach. I, I'm eating my own dog food, so to speak, right? And I've, I've been in the top 1% of real estate agents nationwide pretty much the entire time that I've been in, in the industry. So, um, you know, it works. So let me get that out there. So identifying who your client avatar is, meaning who do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on millennials or do you want to focus on baby boomers? Do you want to focus on maybe just a certain neighborhood or um, maybe an apartment building or certain high rise condos? When you do this correctly, the thing that works so well about it is that people will actually, when they think about this thing or that type, they're going to think about you. They are going to identify you. Does that make sense? So now you're saying, well, I'm going to lose out. No, no, no. When I first got into the industry, there was a lady named Lori Abreu, and she's actually a dear friend of mine. And she had come in from, from um, a really high paying job in, in, the, in the real world, so to speak, right? The business world and got into real estate. And she, her focus was on land and rural properties. And I thought, why would she do that? Well, let me tell you, Lori is one of the top producing agents out here. Anytime somebody thinks about land, they're hiring Lori. You've got horse property, Lori is your gal, right? But it has not 
inhibited her from also selling other properties. She still gets called like all of us do from friends and family. But if anyone is researching who to call for rural properties, horse properties, they absolutely are get going to Lori. So you want to identify who your target audience is and exactly what it is that you want to specialize in. So when people research you, you'll start showing up, especially, and this is a whole new a webinar we should do, which is video repurposing. If you learn how to repurpose your um, content, you'll start getting higher search engine optimization on Google in this specific field. And you'll start showing up where people are searching. We actually have students that we've taught this to. And within a three month time frame, they're showing up on four times on the first page of Google, not paid, right? Always Zillow and all that's always first because they're paying tons of, you know, so much money to it, towards it. But imagine being so niched in your marketing that when somebody, you know, Googles, you're showing up four times for free on the first page of Google. So that's why it's so important to make sure that you niche. So number one, identify who your target audience is. Number two, you've got to think about your branding, right? Before you get out there to the world, before you are, and Dale, I feel like I'm talking a lot. So if you want to get more interactive, just stop me. Cause I, this is like, for me, it's like, you know, yeah, well, so I was thinking, I mean, just an anecdotal, um, something anecdotal that reinforces what you're saying here. I live rural and I live on a private road with a, a few dozen other homes, single family homes, right? And we all have land and we borrow each other's tractors, et cetera. And so we all know each other. We get together at least twice a year for a little neighborhood party. Now there are two real estate agents that live on my street that I see every time we get together twice a year and they're very involved in the community. Everybody likes them. We do these community emails about stuff that's going on, and it's pretty tight. It's the tightest knit neighborhood I've ever lived in. And yet somebody that's been living on that street for the last 20 years listed with an agent. I'm just going to call him Michael. Not one of the two that lives on my street, but this other guy, Michael. Now, if I drive down the street, I see Michael's signs out all over the place in my community. So we live in Black Forest, Colorado. He is everywhere. He dominates. And he dominates so much that even my neighbors don't use the real estate agents that they're friends with. They still use this guy, Michael, because he yeah. is the Black Forest real estate guy. See? Because he's, he's niching down. And that he is, is niching down. Like know. I mean, Lori kicks my butt. They don't call me to sell, and I'm the top agent in the area. They don't call me for rural. They call Lori because yep. she's in it herself as that. And quite frankly, she's more, she's better for the job than I am because she knows all the ins and outs about rural homes, right? Yeah. So, okay, great. I love that you just said so, that. So branding. Branding. So now you got to get towards, you know, before you go out with the marketing, you want to make sure that I tell my, my students, you're always on a job interview. Anything and everything that you put into the world is a representation of how you do business. Everything. And when I talk branding, I'm not just talking your sign and your colors. I'm talking, and we're going to get into branding a lot today and, and kind of, so um, I wonder if this might take a little bit longer than we're thinking. But anyway, um, so you're always on a job interview. So think about that, right? Whenever you market your properties, you're marketing yourself, people are inadvertently making connection and a correlation between how you run your business and what you do. For example, I remember um, when the, the market got better, which for me actually ended up hurting my business. And I, I told myself at that time, I'm going to market every property as if it's a million dollar property. So I went to this course called the Institute for, for Luxury Home Marketing. I started taking tons of digital marketing courses and social media courses, no real estate courses, right? And I learned to like market every single listing as if it was worth a million dollars. Now at that time, 
our houses were only about 200,000, 250 ish, right? And I still did four page colored flyers, social media campaigns, drone photography, video, uh, you know, um, would hand out flyers to the neighborhood, did just listen, just sold campaigns. And very quickly, I went from being called the foreclosure short sale queen, because that's what I was, to the marketing queen. And then my price point very quickly increased because I was marketing myself at the same time I was marketing my properties and people knew they want to hire Krista because Krista's different. She does things that other people don't do. So if you're in an area right now, well, let's just say they don't utilize video or they're still using black and white flyers or still doing things the way they used to, you need to think about doing it differently and doing it before somebody else does. Don't say, well, I'm in Oklahoma or wherever else and they don't do that here. Great. You are one step ahead. You're going to be that much more likely to be able to dominate everyone else because you are different. So the idea is be seen, be known, be heard, be different, right? The more different you are, the more noticed you're going to get. You've got to learn to stand out above the noise, above the crowd and be noticed. That's how you be noticed. So yeah, one thing I've heard, I've heard so many real estate agents, they, I think they fall into this temptation um, to use the fact that their market's a little bit different as an excuse to not do things. And, um, that seems like a major, major mistake. Oh, absolutely. And you know, a lot of you are on here and you're thinking to myself, Oh, I'm too young or I'm too old or I'm got a purple nose and I can't do it because it's too hard. That's not true. It's just different, right? You've got to understand that different doesn't mean hard. When we went from utilizing um, the Thomas Guide, right, to utilizing MapQuest, it, it was hard. And then all of a sudden it was like, thank God for, for MapQuest because now I can map my properties out in two minutes instead of five hours. I mean, literally, I remember showing 15 homes and having to map out directions and how to get there. And I wanted to shoot myself, right? Now I literally stick it in my computer. It takes two seconds and my car tells me which way to turn. So, but initially when they started MapQuest or, you know, I was like, oh, this is hard. It's hard until it's not. So just tell yourself that. And remember, your words have power. What you tell yourself has power. So if you tell yourself you can't, if you tell yourself it's too hard, if you tell yourself you're too young or too old, that that's going to replicate true. So make sure you always, always tell yourself that you can and keep thinking that way. Um, the other thing with your, with your marketing, you want to say, what message are you trying to convey? So your messaging is really, really important in your branding, in your marketing, right? So, so people think marketing, before you get out there and you do your flyers and you do your videos and you do your campaigns, you've got to understand what message am I trying to convey? Um, another quick story. So I remember when I got into the, to the, you know, the industry, if you know my story, I, I ended up getting divorced and, and right, right when I got into real estate and my goal was to play real estate part-time. My daughter got really, really sick. She actually, uh, contracted spinal meningitis and had multiple strokes and kidney failure. And they basically told us that she was going to die. Um, she's perfect now. Actually, she just turned 18, but they also told me that you can expect her to have issues. So I quit my full-time safe, secure teaching job. And I was, my goal was to be a stay at home mom and just play real estate, right? Sell two, three homes a year, make what I was making as a teacher, which is crazy. And then I found that my husband was having her. So I woke up, he was gone. Uh, I was had two two young daughters. We were uh, just had bought in a brand new house, empty bank accounts, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Right, and so I, I had to completely change uh, where I was at. So my point to that is, I was single, okay. And if you've ever gone through a divorce, you know I was a hot mess, obviously, and my I, I missed being with somebody. So I dressed a little bit more provocatively, and I wore, you know, my boobs would hang out a little bit too much, like they shouldn't, right? So my broker said to me, "You know, you need to." 
change the way you dress and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to dress how I want. Well, finally, after a couple of years, I got smart. And I thought, you know, I think I should change how I dress. I, I ended up meeting my new husband, love my life. And so I went to Black House White Market. I changed how I was dressing, wore completely, you know, professional clothes. And all of a sudden I started attracting a different type of clients again, right? I started attracting higher priced homes. And I was like, wow, there's something about this. So you've got to understand who are you trying to attract? What message are you trying to convey in your marketing? And then all of your marketing should absolutely replicate that, right? Then you also have to plan, you know, you're going to need a budget. You, you need to plan how often, how much, how much money are you going to be willing to spend? I personally spend about 30%, if not more of my, every commission check that I get towards my marketing with marketing, the more that you spend, the more you make, meaning if you spend $5, you're going to get, you know, $5 back. But when you spend $50, you get 500 back because of the fact that people are seeing you over and over again. And it's like, it's like the momentum and the accumulation of it. So you've got to also do a budget. You are entrepreneurs, you're business owners. You've got to think about it like that. And so many agents are afraid to, and lenders are afraid to spend money that they, they don't market. And I'll tell you what, the more you market, the more you'll make. Everyone repeat that. The more you market, the more you'll make, right? So the more money that you spend towards your marketing, you also will make more. So you've got to ask yourself that, okay, you know, what, uh, how much am I going to spend, right? So plan that out. How often am I going to do it? One of the biggest mistakes that I see agents doing is they'll do a, um, a just listed card, let's say, right? And they do it one time or they do it three times and they stop. Well, you should never have started in the first place. If you're going to do a, mar I call it location domination where you, you, you know, you pick a neighborhood and, um, you, you know, you, that's going to be your neighborhood. And if you just do it like once a month, they don't remember. You've got to do it consistently, right? The idea is to do it six weeks in a row, six weeks, right? For six weeks. Then after that, every two weeks, you want to send them something. But most agents will send something that's poor quality. It's black and white. It doesn't convey the same message every time. And then they stop. They, they do it for three months and they stop because they don't see the results. Well, you're not going to receive the results until probably month three, sorry, month six, seven or eight. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm seeing this person everywhere because you have to think about something. People are only ready when they're ready. But as soon as they are ready, they remember continuing to see your stuff and they go all of a sudden instead of just throwing away that that piece they then go wow i've been getting this for for a year this is this must be the person let me call let me call them okay so make sure you plan and, and you, you you give it the time that it takes the money that it takes um also your investment of time it's going to not only take money investment but also a time investment so you've got to really understand how much time am i willing to take and you need to plan that in your work week right for me um, I plan my work week for success and there are certain days that I educate myself. There are certain days that I take my marketing and I improve it, right? How do I make myself, you know, look better um, as far as how I, how I appear out there? You're still utilizing that same picture from 1920, you know, take an updated professional picture. Let people see yourself. You really should change it every, you know, couple, uh, every couple of years. I recently just got my hair changed. I used to have long blonde hair and I have had to change everything, right? Because I have a new look now. I don't want to. I want people to, to remember me as who I am now. So when I walk in that door, they make that, that connection. Um, I've never seen a real estate agent have an out-of-date photo. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? It's so funny. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's just one of those things. It's just a pain in the neck to get done, but you've got to do it, right? Got to do it. You've got to do it. Okay. So that's been great. Um, so if there's any questions so far, if anybody has any ideas of things they're thinking about, like, well, I wish you would talk about this later, be sure to reach out to Realvolve and we'll get back on another call. Yeah, so we've 
we, yeah, right. so we still have, like we talked about marketing today. We're going to be talking about lead gen, lead nurture, conversation, fulfillment, um, and delivery, and then the three R's. Um, does your CRM play a big role in how you market? I know it definitely plays a, a bigger role down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason being is because with our marketing, we do a lot of social media campaigns. So we actually have all of our social media campaigns attached with RealVolve. And so then all the leads automatically go into um, our RealVolve campaigns and then our workflows are started, right? Mm -hmm. And so RealVolve is a key, it's, it's, a, it's a part of every single aspect of it. I like it. Okay, so just to, to recap a couple of the points that you brought up, um, you got to establish a niche, right? You got to establish your branding. You've got to um, be willing to spend money on marketing to make money in your business. And you said 30% yeah. is where you're at now. Yes. And, and people. Probably more, honestly. I mean, yeah. you know, like one of the things I have is a billboard. And most agents will say like, and it's $24,000 a year I spend on that billboard, right? But I'll tell you what, I hear every single day. I see you every day on Highway 4. I'm, and and I, I hear that. Ours is a digital billboard, so we, we do things and we change it up and you know, we try to involve the community as much as possible. But a lot of people would say, well, wow, Chris, that's a lot. But when they see me on social media, when they see my sign, when they see my billboard, when they see my videos, when they see my just listed, my, you know, my just sold cards, all of that, all it states is Chris is the person I want to go to. Right. And, and remember, I eat my own dog food. So everything I'm telling you to do, I absolutely do myself. And, uh, and it works, obviously. Um, I, I love your questions. You're great. So let's get into now just your audience. So when you're when you think about who you're trying to, uh, you'll save money if you really can truly identify who it is that you're wanting to reach, right? Because if you once you know all these things about him, you know how to curtail your marketing to reach that audience. Remember, jack of all trades, master of none. You've got to really understand how important niching is in your marketing. So you want to I you want to figure out who exactly are you trying to reach, right? Who are they? And I literally, when I was going to my, my, I called them a client avatar. When I was looking for my client avatar for coaching, I mean, I had pictures in my bathroom of women because my client avatar was mostly women. Now we've got, we've got men too, right? So I was kind of wrong on that, but I had pictures of them. So I had one board of women, one board of men. I put on their things, qualities they had, you know, I remember putting on things they're like, they love to learn. They love to be um, a leader. They have a high integrity, you know, all of that stuff. I identified who my client avatar is. So that way I know how to make sure that my messaging in my marketing is, I, is reaching my client avatar. You want to ask yourself like things like, where do they shop and what do they like? What magazines are they reading? What shows are they watching? What movies are they watching, right? Um, what are their ages? What's their gender? Women, male, both? Whatever is it. Are they married? Are they single? What are their interests? And what do they do on their free time? What's their education level? I mean, all of this is so important because once you know this, again, remember, you can t curtail your marketing to reach that person. Right. So if my client avatar is a millennial, I'm going to have a much different message than if I'm going after somebody who's retired. Right. Or somebody who's maybe trying to move up. If I'm looking for a first time seller, a first time buyer, I'm going to be having a different marketing message than I am going after somebody who's maybe moving up to their next level. Right. Or somebody who's moving locally or moving out of the state. So once you know that and, and gosh, I just I want you to hear me right now, everyone, the more that you can niche yourself you are, it's like it, the, the floodgates are going to open in that arena. And, but you're still going to have just as much business as you ever had before, because you still get the referrals. You still get the friends. You still meet somebody. They like you. I mean, all the other stuff still happens, but you want to be able to show up in that one arena. 
So um, make sure you've got your branding message down, you know, really, really well. And remember, you only have one chance to make a first impression, one chance. So you want to make sure that when they see you or which you is defined by your marketing, your materials, what you're putting out there, your messaging, all of it, right? It's not just your business card and your logo. That, of course, that's a part of it. It's everything else. You only have one time to make a first impression. You're always on a job interview. Make sure you do that. Um, and, and remember, again, it's not just logo, website, colors, card. It is so much more. You want to think about what kind of your, your brand is, your personality, right? It's, it's uh, what's your vision. It's your values. It's your attributes. It's your benefits. It's your positioning. All of that represents your brand and your brand goes into your marketing. You want to ask your questions this. How do I want my community as part of my, my brand to react to me? How do I want them to relate to me? How do I want them to trust me? And how do I want to be perceived? All of this is a huge part about your brand and about your marketing. Your brand tells a story about everything that you do, right? What's your lifestyle like? What's in your community? What's your surroundings? What's your culture like? All of that is a representation of your brand and then is conveyed through your marketing. So ask yourself something like this. What, what would you say? What words describe you, right? What phrases describe you? What message are you trying to send to your community? For example, for me, my slogan is, when you do what you love, people love what you do. I um, end every single video with, uh, you know, and as a great hung in by, right? So like people know, I say that in my coaching, I say that in my real estate. Say that one people more time, Crystal, you cut out for a second. Say that, what was, okay. what's you? yeah, what do you say every time? I say, uh, make it a great home selling and buying day, hmm. right? So that, whether I'm coaching or in real estate, that comes out of my mouth and people know that about me, right? It's kind of like you're getting them, you know, just like TV commercials, you know, or, or TV shows, they have the same intro every single time, right? Because we're trying to get that branded. Um, and people know, hey, when you do what you love, people love what you do. I love what I do. And people love what I do because I love it so much, right? That's the message I'm trying to convey. I take my business seriously. When you, when you brand properly and you really put money into it, you're making a statement to the community that this is how you, what they can expect from you later, right? They can expect that, that, wow, every time I see one of Krista's listings, she has, you know, full four page color brochures. She has a, a video campaign. She's the, the house is all over social media. The house looks great. Um, you know, the photos are on point. I mean, there's nothing about that that isn't perfect. And, and I tell them, you can expect that in every single phase of our relationship together from the time that you meet me until the time that I die pretty much. Right. And so it's, it's always conveying a message. This is how important marketing is, is because you're setting yourself up for, for later. Um, now let's jump into planning. Remember, planning, planning to failing to plan is planning to fail. You've got to make sure that you plan. You plan, plan, plan. I'm going to get into each each part of the market we talked about earlier. Planning is essential uh, because you you need to make sure you have the budget and the time investment, right? So when you think about your business in every phase of the cycle, you need to think about how much time investment is this going to take me and how much money investment is this going to take me. And remember, sometimes it might be the point where you've, it's harder now, right? It takes more time now, um, but you're doing that to save so much later on. You need to think about cost and budget as well. And let me just say one thing to everyone. Investment in your business is an investment in yourself, okay? The very best investment in your business is investing in yourself. Remember that. One of the, the reasons I really attribute to my success is that fact that I'm constantly 
taking courses, getting trainings, hiring coaches and mentors to get me there because time is money. And for me, time is actually more valuable than money. And I know that if I can 10x or 12x me getting somewhere faster by hiring somebody and paying them to teach me all the things that they did right and wrong, that I'm going to get there faster, therefore making more money, even though I'm putting a, a, a money investment in it now, right? Um, any questions so far? Um, no, I just, I love how all this is tying together so beautifully. I just wanted to make a comment about how, you know, you can obviously see how your niche, your branding, your audience, those avatars that you talked about and the marketing personas, if that all dovetails really nicely together, um, all this other stuff is going to be easier to accomplish. So I just, I just wanted to make that comment. Easier, faster, more and effective. Less yeah. Less money. Better. Yeah. Absolutely. Effective. That's why it's so important to take the time to identify that. Um, okay, now let's talk about marketing and consistency, right? We all know if you actually ask anybody what the number one success is to their life, they're going to say it's consistency, right? It's, it's starting and doing, uh, but it, and also being as consistent as possible. So you've got to ask yourself, okay, first of all, what strategy am I going to choose? And when I say strategy, I mean in your marketing, you might say, okay, I'm going to, my first strategy is I'm going to learn to do a social media campaign, okay? So you need to figure out, okay, so what platform are you going to utilize with that? Don't, you know, social media means Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Don't pick them all. Pick one, commit to one, commit to doing it well, choose one, calendar it out, set aside a budget for it, set aside the time for it, master it, and do not choose another one until you've mastered that one. Then pick another one, another strategy, right? And do not... Get rid of the, um, don't stop doing the first strategy. Keep doing Facebook and then add YouTube once you've mastered it and you've got that, 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 that place. So many people, they get excited and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to do this and this and this. And they, they get so overwhelmed that they shut down and they do nothing. So just give yourself the freedom to do one thing. Give yourself and, and, and congratulate yourself and realize that you're moving forward before moving on. Don't commit to doing, doing too much. It's very, very important. When you think about your investment of money, okay, you might need to go loan, all right? And I honestly, you know, let me ask you a question, Dale, and answer it how you would. Don't, don't try to play with me, but like answer like, really, is blood good or bad? Is blood good or bad? Blood's yeah. good. Blood's good, okay, but okay. Now, it depends though, really, right? If you actually get a blood transfusion that has AIDS in it, blood is bad. If you have your blood that's bad right you want your blood in your body correct right so let me ask you another question is having um is getting a loan or uh investing in yourself or you know having is that good or bad i think it's good okay so oh most people wouldn't say or say debt is debt, debt. good or bad yeah debt is debt. bad negative connotation with the word debt Okay, but it depends if the debt that you have was, was accumulated because you have liabilities, you have a debt because you're spending too much money, you're going out to dinner, you're buying that car, you're taking that vacation, you don't you can't afford. Or if you have some debt because you made a loan and you got an, made an investment in yourself, made an investment in your business so that you can get where you want to go quicker, then that's good to have that, right? Mm -hmm. So it really, really depends. So when I'm, when I'm thinking money right now, I want you just to give yourself permission to be open to hearing me because I will tell you what, um, I have been getting loans since the day that I started college. I was in a foster home in high school, group home, juvenile hall. I was that kid. And when I decided to change my life, I ended up um, getting a loan, putting myself through college, 
without any help, working full time. And that was one of the best investments I ever made, right? Then I got my master's degree and I became a teacher. I got a loan for that. I will tell you that me being a teacher is helped me be an amazing coach, right? I didn't like having the $30,000 debt, but I'll tell you what, people take me when they see me and they realize I'm educated. I've got a master's degree. I've got a bachelor's degree. I've got 18,000, I'm exaggerating, but designations under my name, right? So they know that, and those all cost money, but those have helped me make more money. So when you think about the money it's going to cost, just understand that. Um, so when you're thinking about money, can you do partnerships instead? Be resourceful. Maybe you're good at something and somebody and not good at something else. You can do trade work, right? Take about take a percentage of every single closing and and for example, if 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 somebody walked into your office right now, Dale, and they said, Dale, you're gonna have to take a six percent pay cut or you're gonna have to quit. What what would you do? I would take the pay cut. You you make it work, wouldn't you? Even though mm -hmm. right now you're saying I can't afford it. Oh my god, da, 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 you would make it work. So when you get your commission check, you take 15% of that, start with that. And then you're going to not even see it, put it into a marketing allowance and you'll make it work, right? So you're, you're thinking, I need the money. Nope, you'll make it work. And I would set something up with your broker where you don't even see it. It automatically get, goes somewhere. So you're not having to make that transfer. That money will make you more money later. Mm -hmm. Then I want you to think about, maybe you can hire a teenager, a stay-at-home mom or dad. You can hire a family member. How can you figure out how to, to make it work so you can actually get that marketing budget budget there. Now let's talk about time in your marketing. Can you get up earlier? Can you go to bed later? What are you doing that are time wasters? Are you on Facebook too much? Are you, you know, gossiping too much? Are you sleeping too much? Are you, you know, we all have that thing that, are you drinking maybe too much wine at night? Sometimes I have that problem, right? Like, what are you doing that if you stop doing, you have more time, right? Um, and, and how committed are you to that process? Maybe you need to start saying no more, right? Maybe you need to start saying no more and that will be helpful. And then lastly, um, as far as the marketing goes, education should be the root of a large portion of your marketing. And remember, serve, don't sell, okay? In your marketing, you don't wanna scream, I'm the best person in the world, I'm number one, oh my God, hire me. Your marketing should convey, I wanna help you. How do I make your life easier? How do I make your life better? You're giving tips, you're giving tricks, you're constantly educating the community. Anything real estate related or community related, you're that go-to marketing resource. Don't be the person that says, I'm the number one agent, nobody cares. They care about how can you help them, how can you make their life better? And if you can do that in your marketing, you will you will see a huge shift in your in your business. So we got, that. that's marketing, Dale, and it took us longer than we thought. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, it was really good stuff. I know it's really hard to kind of bullet point on this stuff. Um, and still make it valuable. So I appreciate everybody sticking with us here. Um, so yeah, we've got, we got, that's part one. We got six, five more, I guess. Um, so that was marketing. We got lead gen, lead nurture, um, conversion, fulfillment, delivery, the three R's coming up after this. So stay tuned. And again, um, stay to the end because we have some offers for you at the end. So stay through the whole thing. Um, we're going to try to keep the next ones a little bit tighter. This was kind of the biggest um, topic and the hardest one to summarize. So um, thank you, Krista, for your time. And we'll see you on the next one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two of how to program your business around the six stages of the sales cycle. Um, I'm Dale with Realvolve. With me today is Krista Mayshore. Um, 
Thank you so much again for joining us today, Krista. Really excited to get into um, lead gen. This is part two, the second stage in the cycle. Yesterday we talked about marketing. If you didn't see the marketing part, go back and watch that. Um, and then the next part is going to be on lead nurturing. So today it's all about lead generation. Um, Krista, take us into your philosophy, your strategies on lead gen. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Thanks for having me back. Again, if you did not see the uh, first webinar, for sure, like you said, go back because we kind of talked about the whole uh, sales cycle so you understand what we're even talking about, right? That's right. Uh, and again, I want to reiterate that everything that I talk about, I actually do, just like you, so I eat my own dog food. This is um, what, what we utilize to, again, be in the top 1% of real estate agents across the nation. And okay, let's get into it. So lead generation. Again, remember, you need to identify what your lead generation goals are, right? We've got to have goals and you want to track that. You want to track that and ask yourself this question. What's the process that you're doing now? Then I want you to ask yourself, what three things do you know that you need to do differently to achieve these goals? Most of you are probably doing the same old things that you've always been taught, right? And I want to remind you that the reason we were taught those things is because we didn't have this, the, the, the internet. We didn't have social media. We didn't have Google. Um, and because we are now living in such of a grossly um, techn technology age, we need to adapt our business just like every other company has. Why is it that most companies are changing so rapidly because they're, they're using innovation, they're using technology, they're using social media, but most real estate agents have still like we're archaic and we're afraid. So lead generation, I don't want you just to think about, well, open houses, you know, farming, you can do those things, but you need to do those things, what I call the 21st century twist, right? So for example, let's just say that you say, I'm doing open houses. Well, how do you start incorporating 21st century strategies in doing an open house? You want to do mass digital marketing, social media uh, advertising for the open house, right? You want to get people there. You want to do Facebook lives. You want to do videos, encouraging people to come. You want to have contests while you're at the open house saying, Hey, I'm in this house right now. How much money do you think it's worth? Everyone, you know, comment. Why do you think that right? Engage people. That's how you start generating leads. Another thing with your lead generation, I all again, and you're going to hit here to go back to this a lot. Um, I utilize Realvolve with, with my keeping track of my leads because I need Realvolve to get these leads to go into one solid place and then I need to have workflows and action plans attached to those so that I don't lose those leads because as we all know which is the next phase of the sales cycle which is lead nurture that's the biggest hardest part so um you know you got to have a, a really good CRM in, in place again I highly encourage you to use Realvolve and I want you to know that Realvolve has yet to pay me one dollar um one dollar so when I when I when I tell you to to utilize them I'm not doing it because Realvolve is paying me to do so. That might change one day, but as of now, yet, I've yet to receive a dollar from them. So I'm saying this because I truly, truly do believe it. Um, so now let's get back into what is your strategy and what platform are you going to use for your lead generation? And remember, choose these platforms. You're not going to do any of them. So you've got to utilize one. Are you going to use Facebook? Maybe YouTube. Okay. Instagram. Maybe you're using Google. Maybe you're doing farming or using landing pages. Maybe you have funnels, okay? You're gonna choose a specific campaign. Maybe it's open houses. Maybe you're gonna utilize a video text message campaign, right? Maybe you're going to, your strategy is gonna be joining local Facebook groups and offering as much value as possible. Maybe you're going to create your own, your own 
Facebook group, right? Um, I want to think about, are you going to buy leads? Are you going to create, maybe you're going to create your own local BNI group. Okay. Maybe you're going to do community events, community videos. Every one of you should be doing videos, like video, 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 every single person. Maybe you're going to start interviewing local professionals. Maybe you're going to do Facebook lives, maybe welcome home parties, right? Maybe you're focusing on for sale by owners. Maybe you're focusing on expires. Again, creating your own local Facebook group. Maybe you're going to do buyer seminars, maybe seller seminars. Maybe you're going to write a book. Like what is your strategy and what platform are you going to use? Now, I know I named a lot. And you're going, oh my gosh, I'm going to do them all. Nope. Choose one. Do it well. Learn, implement, master, repeat. Learn one, implement it, master it, repeat it, right? And then add another one. Um, so I want you to think about how are you going to get those leads out there? and stick to it and be as consistent as possible. So let me give you an example. Well, okay? Krista, let me, yeah. before you get into the example, let me just ask you a question. Yeah. So of the infinite number of possibilities of the different marketing channels that I could potentially get into, how do I decide then? Um, how do I decide which one to start with? That's a really good, that's a really good question. So, um, so for me, I, I heavily focus on Facebook, okay? The average person goes to Facebook 17 times a day. They spend 53 minutes there, all right, uh, between Facebook and Instagram. That's a lot of time. And so I learned, uh, you know, probably four or five years ago how to master Facebook. And the problem is most people, when they, they use Facebook, they're using it incorrectly. So they're posting on their business page, but posting on their personal page. Facebook's a business. They only want, they only allow about 3% of people to actually see your stuff. So you have to learn to utilize Facebook correctly. Um, so I have completely mastered Facebook. I understand their algorithms. They change all the time. We've learned them because, you know, I've, we've taken massive trainings. We've, we spend over $100,000 a month between Krista Mayshore Coaching and Homes by Krista just in Facebook ads. So we understand, and that's our, my own personal team manages those ads. So we know Facebook, we know strategy, we know lead gen from Facebook like crazy. We now have just adopted, now we're going after YouTube, right? And we're, and YouTube and Google are so closely connected that like that's our second stop. Um, so I chose Facebook. So find one that you're comfortable with and then just master it. And here's the deal. You're not going to be comfortable in the beginning. That's okay. Take a breath. Congratulate yourself for learning. Congratulate yourself for implementing and just set aside time every single day to learn it. There's no, it's no longer a choice, Dale, whether or not we need to incorporate social media and digital marketing into our marketing strategies. It is essential. It's what's going to keep you to be able to, you know, fight with the next doors and the Zillows and all of that. Like if you want to last in this ever-changing digital marketing real estate age that we're in, you've got to adapt and you've got to be willing to say, I'm doing it no matter what. Okay. I mean, let me put it into perspective. Remember when short sales came. I hated short sales. And I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do short sales. Well, guess what? I was a short sale queen because I realized, oh my gosh, I don't like this. It's too, super hard. I have to do it. So I got my certified distressed property expert designation and we mastered it and we crushed it because we early on realized, oh my gosh, we've got to adapt. We've got to change or I'm going to be out of the business. During that time frame, there was like three agents in my area that did all we dominated the listings and that was because early on we realized how important it was to adapt technology and social media is that way now so if you were in the market at that time and you remember how devastating it was for many people that's the same analogy and thought process you should have right now with what's happening in with technology and social media but so yeah just 
just pick one. I love Facebook, right? And if you're younger, you want to go after millennials, Instagram is your, is your baby because more millennials are on Instagram than they are on Facebook. Okay. Um, if you love doing video and you're really, you know, you're great at educating people, YouTube might be your platform. I really kind of believe that we're going to see a huge surge right now because Facebook is getting so overly, people are marking on it like crazy. And I always say the goal is to get them to stop the scroll, right? You think about what you're doing on, on your Facebook, you're scrolling. The idea is to get them to stop the scroll. It's getting harder. I used about times for somebody to see you before they finally click. Now it's about 20 because um, there's just so much noise out there. So in order to get them to stop the scroll and to catch their attention, it takes longer. But that's that way with every with everything. So now we're focusing more on Google and on uh, on YouTube because I believe that that's where the next shift is. I'm trying to shift there before it's already saturated, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's kind of our strategy right now. Um, okay, great. So now let me give you an example. So let's just say... You want to, you're, you're going to say your, your, your platform is Facebook. Okay. That's your platform. Now your strategy is going to be, you have to run a Facebook ad. All right. But I want you to ask yourself, okay, so what type of ad am I going to run? Am I going to run a selling a property ad? Am I going to run a, a CMA request or like, what's my home worth? Which by the way, I wouldn't utilize what's my, what's my home worth anymore. It's, it's kind of overplayed. Are you going to offer a list to somebody? Are you going to have them download something or, or are you just going to give tips and give education on, on that Facebook ad? Are you going to put that ad out to your farm? Um, are you going after buyers? Are you going after sellers? So it's like, this is, again, this lead generation goes back into the marketing. You got to click your platform, click your platform. You got to pick your platform. And then you've got to actually utilize what strategy you're going to use on that platform. So let me kind of break that down. Okay. For, for social media. So you pick Facebook. All right. I've decided now, that I want to go to, um, I want to go after for sale owners and expires. Okay. So now I'm going to now utilize Facebook to go after for sale owners and, and to go after expires. I'm also going to incorporate, um, some digital marketing into that. And here's how I would do it. So I actually own a, um, it's called can you sell it.com. Okay. And, and again, it's not active right now because we're not going after for sale vendors or expired. So it's turned off, but can you sell it.com? Can Krista sell it.com? Can insert your name, you sell it.com. A lot of my students have now picked up these, these URLs. And so what we do is we teach them how to, um, you realize that the house doesn't, you know, for sale vendor goes on the market or an expired comes up. So most people just call, call, call. Right. And what happens? Everyone's calling. They're getting ticked off. They're saying they have buyers and they're saying, why didn't you call me before when you had buyers? Like everyone's saying the same old thing. Well, how much more would it make sense to actually deliver, hand deliver up at their house, you know, a a beautiful marketing packet that you do and then send them to cancrystasell.com. And then when they go to cancrystasell.com, it's me saying, hey, guess what? You know, first of all, thank you so much for, um, for watching this video. I know you're getting harassed by a bunch of agents telling you that they can sell your house and that, um, you know, they have buyers for you. And, and we both know if that was the case, they would have actually sold your house when your house is on the market. So let me tell you why your house didn't sell. Your house didn't sell because your house has not been properly educated, properly marketed. Your house didn't sell because it wasn't being marketed digitally to buyers and then go into, um, I, maybe because you know you were doing open houses, and did you know that only three percent of homes actually sell with open houses? However, you know fifty-one percent of buyers are going on social media to look for their home, and so you just do this huge video showing them basically breaking down um, the reasons why the house didn't show, and then at the same time telling them what it is that you do differently than everyone else without putting anyone else down. You basically do a little mini marketing presentation. 
that is a lot more effective than just making that phone call. So if you are still doing, you know, first level owners and expired and door open houses and door knocking and all that great stuff that we've been taught to do forever, which I'm not saying doesn't work or isn't effective, but what I am saying is that there are a lot more effective, efficient ways to spend your time and to put a 21st century, you know, spin, spin on yeah. it. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, that's how I would do my for sale by owner campaign to attract leads. Then I would make sure that those leads went into my CRM, which for me is real ball. And then at that point, I'm following that up with not just, you know, automation. I'm putting myself into this lead generation, uh, you know, now nurturing sequence where I'm making phone calls. I'm doing video text messages. I'm, you know, sending them to a landing page. I'm putting them through a funnel, right? Then once this buyer goes to the canyousellit.com, then I'm putting them through another funnel where I say, okay, now check out this, this landing page where it's all about the selling process and marketing and a listing presentation. And they, there's like literally 20 videos that shows them um, exactly what makes you different and and all that great stuff. And we actually have that. And we actually have given all those scripts and that strategy and the funnel to all of our students. And it's just working wonderfully. Great way to get leads. And also what you know is you don't just want a bazillion leads. You don't want a thousand leads a month. You really don't. It's so much more effective to have maybe 50 leads or a hundred leads that you've brought down your funnel, right? You've brought through your Facebook marketing campaigns and you can show and track that these people have watched, you know, and and they continue to watch and then they say hey can you please i want your selling tip uh guide i want your you know your buyer tip guide after they've gone down that funnel because i know that once that person is at step two three or four of my funnel they're way more qualified to buy and they're more serious and it's i'm not going to spend as much time spinning my wheels right that is is proper lead generation i love it so that's kind of the two, those two steps that you said, identify the platform and then identify your strategy on the lead gen side. Um, we talked a lot in the last um, series, if you didn't catch it, we talked a lot about branding, about your niche, about um, how to choose your marketing persona, your avatars. So if you didn't watch that, go back and watch it. Um, and then tomorrow we are going to be talking about lead nurturing. And as Krista has said, one of the most difficult parts to get right for a lot of real estate agents. So stay tuned for part three of the, um, yeah, of the six part, how to program your business around the six stages of the sales cycle with Krista Mayshore. Um, and then stay tuned to the end because we're going to be um, giving you guys some exclusive offers uh, when you get to the end of this series. So thanks again for uh, joining us today, uh, and we will see you on the next one. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.